0: ever had any questions about the Bible that you just couldn't get a solid answer for? Perhaps someone gave you answers, but they were confusing or not biblical. You tuned in at the right time and place to find real answers from God's Word, the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. Be sure to turn your radio down when you call. Live from Guam, join us now for Straight from the Bible with Pastor Lewis Mofflis. Hello and good
1: afternoon. Welcome to another time of Straight from the Bible. We are so glad that you are here with us today listening in. And as we go into our, our program today, we would like to invite you to join us for prayer. Let's ask God to be with us. Our wonderful Lord, we are so grateful that you give us this time to spend time searching your word for the answers to our questions, and we want to get our answers straight from the Bible, Lord, straight from your word. We ask for your spirit to be with us here at the studios of Joy FM, and also with all of our listening friends in in all the islands. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, my name is Pastor Louis Moffness, and with me is my wonderful brother uh, in Christ, uh, Scott Lasanco. Very glad to have you here with me, Scott. Thanks for helping.
2: Thank you for asking for help, Pastor. It's wonderful (laughs) being here this
1: afternoon. It is wonderful. And we also believe we have some wonderful friends in Christ out there who are listening. And um, if you have a Bible question, now is your time to call in your questions so that we can search the scriptures for an answer. And we will do our best to uh, bring you answers that are straight from the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Scott, uh, perhaps uh, there are some people out there who would like to call in and uh, maybe we can give them uh, some uh, contact information. Yes, we can. And uh, why don't I go ahead and do that? Okay. Uh, And uh, that's uh, 472-1111 if you're calling from Guam, 472-1111. And that's, of course, if you are calling from the big island of Guam. (laughs) I don't know if we can call Guam big, but uh, if you are calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rhoda, then please dial 323-1113. I'll say that again, 323-1113. 3, 3, and so the CNMI can use that phone number to call in their questions. You may also text us. You can use WhatsApp and it's free from the CNMI. 671, that's the area code, 671-686-9999. I'll say that one more time, 671-686-9. We'll be so glad to I'll receive a text from you. Now, if you would like to email your question, you may do so at b-i-b-l-e at joyfmradio.net. I'll say that again, bible at joyfmradio.net. Or go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio, and you can see both Scott and myself. You can see what we look like as well as hear us, and we are on Facebook. You can go to the live stream that's happening right now. And you can uh, go to the, the comments section and you can uh, leave your question there and we'll see it right away. Now, of course, if you're listening to this program at any other time besides Monday from 5 to 6 p.m., then you're listening to a rebroadcast. You may still call and contact the studios here at Joy FM, but your live answer will come, of course, the following program on Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. All right. Uh, Scott, it looks like we might have a caller right yes, off the we bat. Do. And yes, so we who do, are sir. we talking to today? We're going to be talking to Frank, and he has a question about Adam and Eve. Wonderful. Let's listen to his question. Let's put him on the air. And uh, hello, Frank. Are You are on the air now. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Hello. Yes, hello. We can hear you. Thank you for calling. You're on the air.
3: Uh, I was visited by uh, Berwyn, and I asked him about that. I said that. They ask them, if, if, if Adam and Eve, they don't commit sin, this,
1: this world will be a perfect world. That's, oh. that, that, that's something we can assume. Um, sin entered only when Eve and Adam both ate of the forbidden fruit. If, um, if Adam and Eve had not done that, then there would be no sin, and we would have a perfect world. We would have a perfect human race. And uh, there would be no death, there would be no sickness, there would be no war or crime, and so yes, uh, it's only yeah, but, s- yeah yeah go ahead.
3: But the people will still multiply. They can you know multiply the human being.
1: Well, the Bible. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Huh? God did give in in Genesis chapter one the command to to um go forth and multiply be fruitful and multiply and that means yes to have children now was God going to allow that to go on forever and ever and just keep having children Um, you know the bible doesn't say anything about that the bible doesn't say if God would have wanted them to stop or maybe he had other plans, I'm not sure. Maybe he was going to make another planet and uh, we can populate that. I, I don't know. The Bible doesn't say. and so
3: Yeah, it doesn't mention, right?
1: It doesn't mention about that multiplying, yeah. if it was going to go on or if it was going to stop. But uh, that's something that we can ask uh, God when, when, when he makes all things new. You know the Bible in the book of Revelation, chapter 21 and chapter 22, it says that God is going to make the world perfect. And so maybe that's one of the things we can wait until until the new world and the new heavens uh, and we can uh, and we can ask God, you know, what would have happened if Adam and Eve didn't didn't, didn't sin? Well, how how much children would we have? <laughs> how much children were, were you going to allow us to have? So that's that's uh yeah. Unfortunately, the Bible is silent about that particular issue, but he did ask them to have children and perhaps when there was a number who knows what number God would have wanted um, he would have uh, he would have let uh, Adam and Eve know when to stop or to continue Uh, you know they were just going to listen to God because he would be the king
3: I feel uh, are you aware of the book of Mormons
1: the book of Mormons I have not read it but I am aware of it yes Yeah, because
3: uh, he you know there's two missionaries yeah and I was confused because uh, yeah. it's a trial for human beings. and well, if Adam and Eve uh they don't commit sin
1: Now I I would like to say, say that you know of course this is a this is a uh, a Bible program and I believe that the Bible is true I do not believe that the book of Mormon is true there's nothing about the Book of Mormon that shows that it has facts or truth or that it was even inspired by God. As a matter of fact, I would like to think that um, there are many contradictions uh, between what the Book of Mormon teaches and what the Bible teaches. I believe...
3: Because uh, the Book of Mormon, they have their own, they have their own books. Like they have their prophecy, Joseph Smith.
1: Yeah, and all that, yeah. I do not believe that... Uh, I don't believe that they are in accordance with what the Bible teaches. I believe that's that.
3: Why uh, I was confused also because uh, yeah. the Bible is on its it's there everything. But why they have to have the Book of Mormon? Um,
1: they yeah, they no. The Book of Mormons is it's a book and it's uh, more fantasy than anything, and so that's why I think that uh, I think God would like us to focus more on the Bible. We don't need the Book of Mormon at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Book of Mormon isn't isn't the book that tells us the truth. The I believe but that the uh, Bible does. Yes.
3: I was reading it, and it said that comes the father and the son
1: appeared to Joseph uh, Smith, the 1800s. So the 1800s. yeah, that's uh, yeah. Again, these are teachings that don't uh, teachings about uh, that you find in that book don't square with the scriptures. So, well, thank you very much for your question, and uh, yeah. So um, once more, when 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 God uh, makes this world new, we'll see how God's um, original plan gets to pan out. Uh, in the world made new. Oh, pastor, I think we lost the call. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. But uh, I'm very glad that uh, my daughter Hannah has joined me in the program, and she's going to assist uh, in the uh, in the in the listening to and answering of the questions. Hello, Hannah. Good to see you. This is my daughter.
4: Hello. <laughs> Good to be here.
1: Okay. And as we continue in our program, we have another call, and so let's go ahead and talk to this. Uh, this uh, I believe it's an anonymous caller, but we'll listen to the question. Yes, hello. Welcome to Straight from the Bible. You're on the air.
3: Hi, Pastor Mas.
1: Hello. Thank you very much for calling, ma'am. And do yes. you have a, you have a question?
3: You're very welcome. So, my question is: um, so, in the Bible, it says when you, when you get married, right? Um, when you say your vows, it says to death do us part, right?
1: Um, yes, well, those the are the vows that those are the vows that are usually in a in a. Uh, A Christian, and some civil uh, ceremonies, yes.
3: So, my question is, if I was to, if I, my husband and I, we were married, or we are married, but let's say one of us goes missing or so, and I get a word from, let's just say, for example, from the government, that he is deceased, and let's say, for example, five years later, he appears, and I have remarried, have I sinned, or do I go back to my
1: husband, how does that you know, work I've, for me? believe it or not, sister, I've actually thought about that scenario myself. <laughs> uh, because you know, mistakes have been made. B- mistakes have been made in missing persons, mistakes have been made in uh, declaring a person deceased and then they weren't dead, they come back. <laughs> and so there are all these special cases that, well, let's face it, they are incredibly rare. And they don't happen all too often. But if I were to be hypothetical, because I don't know why these things just play around in my mind. The Bible does say that um, in the book of Romans, chapter 7, that uh, a woman is bound to her husband as long as he lives. And so if we're going to think hypothetically, I would like to say that, you know, according to the laws of the land, um, it may be different in different countries. But if a person is declared deceased, then the marriage itself has come to an end. Um, if the person resurfaces, then um, I'm not sure how the, the government will, how, how the, the laws of the land deal with that. If they, if they declare the new marriage null and void, that's, that's a possibility. But I believe in the, if I'm going to, If I'm going to err, I'm going to err on the side of of what the Bible says in Romans 7. Your first husband is still alive. You haven't sinned, but a mistake has to be rectified. Uh, you, You haven't sinned because... Uh, you know, according to what you uh, knew, he was dead <laughs> and yet he he uh, he resurfaces. This is something that e- happened even in Jacob's day when Joseph died or rather he went missing because his brothers sold him into slavery. And then um, Joseph uh, returns and Jacob uh, just goes on continuing uh, where they left off. That might be the same thing with uh, between the two husbands. Where perhaps you're going to have to go on uh, w- with the with the uh, first uh, the first husband. In in some things like this, in things like this, because it's hypothetical. Hypothetically, you could let the the um, how do you say the laws of the land dictate which one is your actual husband in this point. Uh, whether they choose the first husband or the second. But um, because, it's a, because it's extremely rare and very unlikely, I don't think we have to worry about it. Um, but to answer your question, I don't believe you've sinned because to you, he was dead. That, that was your question, whether or not you yeah. sinned. Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in that hypothetical situation, no, I don't believe you. You have uh, sinned because to you, he, in your mind, he had died. I see.
3: Think- I, I understand. That. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank
1: you so I uh, believe me. I, I come up with a hundred uh, different scenarios, and uh, you know how how I would <laughs> how, how would I would sit in my situate in my in, in those situations. There, I, I got a dozen of them. But uh, well, thank you very much for your question. You're very welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay, one okay. one Oops. it looks like I gotta hang up first. <laughs> okay, uh, our operators got my back. All right, um, well, Hannah, uh, we are just about halfway through the first part of our program mm-hmm. and we really want people to call just like the dear sister who called just now and also with our dear brother who asked first about um, about Adam and Eve. Uh, perhaps uh, we can encourage people to call by giving them some phone numbers. Do you have those, Hannah?
4: Right. So if you're on Guam, you can call 472-1111. If you are living in Saipan, Tinian or Rota, the number to call is 323-1113. You could also text if you'd like 671-686-9999.
2: Okay.
1: Um Hannah, what what did you think about that scenario about, uh, you know, a husband oops, he wasn't dead.
4: Right. <laughs> that that would be that <laughs> would be a tricky one not not mm. to mention the the impact it has on your own mm, your emotions own and that's. like
1: oh great now i have two husbands to deal with yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs> because you've already gone through like you mm. know the the grieving process of you know letting him go accepting the fact that he's dead and then, just for all that to come back, I
2: yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: I'm sure it's gonna play. I'm sure it's gonna play a, a lot on the mind and hearts of yeah. all three. Considered, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's once once more. I'm so yeah, glad those really things. To pray don't, hard about that. One. Pray hard about it. I'm so glad it doesn't happen every day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So it looks like we do have some questions that have come to us through email, and so let's take a look at the first question. Okay, this is coming from Joe. And Joe is asking, was Samuel's risen spirit real? Explain how Samuel's spirit appeared to Samuel in 1 Samuel 28. Okay, so we are turning in our Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel, uh, verse 28, uh, chapter 28, rather. And here we have the story of Saul, who is um, on the verge of getting into a battle with um. With uh, the Philistines, and it says in the scriptures in Ezekiel, chat, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel 28, that uh, he wanted guidance from God. He wanted guidance from God. At this point, Samuel, the prophet who, oh, who had been a guide to King Saul, he had died. Okay? And then it says in verse 6, could you please read verse 6 for us, Jessica? I mean, sorry. <laughs> Hannah, there's that problem again. (laughs) It's such a force of habit. It's okay. Hannah, could you please uh, uh, read verse? What did I say? Okay, 1 Samuel
4: chapter 28 and reading verse 6. Yes. Sorry, I just lost it. Okay. (laughs) And when Saul required of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him either by dreams or by Urim or by prophets.
1: Okay. So Samuel wasn't getting any answers from God mm-hmm. uh, no dream was given to him no, and Urim was one of the stones on the on the uh, the shoulders of the high priest and according to what we understand about the Urim and the Thummim, It was either a yes or a no, Mm. how God would answer. But uh, in other words, he went to the priest, and the priest Mm. had no word from God Mm. at all. The high priest wasn't giving him any answers, nor by prophets. And so there, there would have been other prophets, and they say God hasn't said anything, and we ask God, and he doesn't say anything. So no answer's coming. I would like to say right here that that is a very, very... Um, fearful place to be mm-hmm. where you're asking God and you're not getting any answers.
2: Right.
1: And here's the thing, why wasn't God answering? Well, there's it kind of brings me to when Jesus was talking to King Herod and King Herod would ask Jesus, uh, this is when Pontius Pilate sent Jesus to King Herod, and King Herod would ask Jesus questions and Jesus answered him not a word. Mm-hmm. Now the only reason why God doesn't speak is because he knows the person will not listen anyways. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not done if your heart is hardened and your ears are closed, then God will not speak. Um, because if you would repent, if you would listen, he would, he would speak many words of instruction, rebuke, or comfort, but if it's not going to do any good, but instead it'll just harden you even more. Mm -hmm. He keeps quiet. Yeah. And so this is the reason why King Saul was getting nothing from, uh, the prophets or by the priests or by any other means. So. And if, you're, if uh, the prophets aren't or uh, don't have an answer, or the priests don't have an answer, it's interesting to where Saul went for answers. And Hannah, could you please read verse seven?
4: Then Saul said to his servants, "Find me a woman who is a medium, that I may that I may go to her and inquire of her." And his servants said to him, "In fact, there is a woman who is a medium at Endor."
1: So according to the scriptures we see that the apostle, I'm sorry, <laughs> the king, something's wrong with the way I'm, my, my mouth is uh, connecting with my brain. <laughs> king Saul forsook then the prophets mm-hmm. and he forsook the priests. And instead he goes to a woman who has, who is a medium or who has a familiar spirit. Mm-hmm. We will call this person today a witch. So he went to a witch in order to gain some answers about the battle that he was going to have with the Philistines. Do you think this was a good idea? No. (laughs) Terrible idea. A terrible idea. And the thing is, is that in uh, verse 3, it specifically says that Saul had put away those who had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Mm -hmm. And so he himself, because there, there there were days where he was faithful to God, Right, yeah. and he he did what God uh, wanted him to do, and put these people out of the land of Israel, so that everybody could seek God instead of these people. And so he, um, so he knew that this was wrong. He knew that uh, God didn't, doesn't speak to these people. Mm-hmm. He knew that the, the these things are forbidden. And so he asked for he asked to speak to a, a medium, uh, a witch. And so he goes disguised, he goes disguised and he um, says in verse 11, uh, the, the woman that he goes to who had a familiar spirit or a medium, he, she was a medium. Let's read verse 11. Could you read verse 11?
4: Then the woman said, whom shall I bring up for you? And he said, bring up Samuel for me.
1: Isn't that interesting? Now, here's something very interesting, Hannah. According to what many people believe about when a, a righteous man dies, mm-hmm. if a good man dies, he's supposed to go to where? Heaven. According to what many people teach. Now, the scriptures gives a different um, scenario. Mm-hmm. Because here we have Samuel. He's a prophet of God, a faithful prophet, and a very admirable prophet, as a matter of fact. And yet when he uh ask the <laughs> this medium, he says, Bring up. Oh, well, I thought heaven was, was already up. You know, if he's gonna come from heaven, he's gonna come down. down. Mm-hmm. But no, he says, Bring me bring up. me up, Samuel. In other words, where did he know Samuel was? In the grave. In the grave. And so he says, Wake him up. I need him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so the 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 medium then does her things And if you take a look at verse 14, um, let's read verse 14. Uh, Maybe I should say uh, 13 and 14.
4: And, And the king said to her, do not be afraid. What do you see? And the woman said to Saul, I saw a spirit ascending out of the earth. So he said to her, what is his form? And she said, An old man is coming up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. And he uh, stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down.
1: Okay. Now, something very interesting. It says, I saw spirits coming out of the earth. Mm-hmm. So again, where did the, where did the king Saul uh, expect Samuel to come from?
4: From out of the grave. From
1: out of the grave. Mm-hmm. So coming up from out of the earth. And he says, well, what does he look like? And, you know, old man with a mantle. And it doesn't say that it was Samuel. It says that Saul perceived or mm-hmm. in other words he 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 came to that conclusion himself you might say he deceived himself or the devil was deceiving him right right and so we know that according to the scriptures the dead are sleeping in the grave until jesus shall come and mm-hmm. resurrect them uh, this is plain by what uh, by what um Saul himself was was asking you know he knew samuel was in the grave not in heaven but, uh, in the grave, waiting for the resurrection, and so we see that uh, a spirit appears, and he comes up with the idea that it is Samuel, yeah, just because she
4: said he's hmm? an old man with a mantle
1: old man with a mantle, and so he uh, then um, he gives this uh, he gives this uh the spirit then gives you might say a prediction, a prediction that Saul and his sons are going to die in the battle. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. He says, you're going to, uh, this, this spirit that, uh, that um, he perceives or he thinks is Samuel says to Saul, uh, tomorrow you're going to be with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In other words, you're going to be in the grave. You're going to die. You and your sons. Now was this Samuel? And I do not believe that this was Samuel. First of all, we know what the Bible says is that, uh, when the when the people die, they rest in the grave until the resurrection.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: the The book of Job says, and I think we can turn there. Let's go Job. there, Job, and I'll have the chapter in just a second. and um, And uh, we know that uh, in the book of Job, chapter fourteen and verse twelve. Would you like to read that for us, Hannah?
4: Sure. So man lies down and does not rise till so the heavens are no more. They will not awake, nor will they, or, nor be ri- roused from their sleep.
1: So we see that I don't believe a witch has the power <laughs> um, to do what God says will not happen.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I don't care how much um, how much trickery or how much sorcery she has. Um, it says that a man lies down and he doesn't rise till the heavens be no more. In other mm-hmm. words, until Christ comes, right. And so this can't be Samuel because the dead do not rise until mm-hmm. until the heavens are no more. Another thing that we can um, that we can uh, ser- that we can observe is exactly what we just read in verse uh, in first Samuel chapter twenty eight and looking at verse, uh, again, verse six. God wasn't answering him mm-hmm. by dreams, or by Urim, or by the prophets. Now, something that we that shouldn't be missed, what was Samuel?
4: A prophet. A prophet. He was a prophet, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, the Bible clearly says that God wasn't answering through any of the prophets. prophets. Samuel is a prophet, a prophet. Mm-hmm. so that thing that was speaking to um, Saul could not be Samuel. It could not be mm-hmm. a prophet. Mm-hmm. What was it? It's it's exactly what the Bible says it was in the book in in verse seven. Uh, Seek me a woman that has a familiar spirit, a, uh, or in your version, a she's medium. a medium, mm-hmm. but if she has a familiar spirit then that's a that's a spirit that's you might say she got friendly with or familiar with yeah and uh, we know that it's not Samuel but we do know that uh that this is a power that is satanic and so mm-hmm. i believe that this is a lying spirit mhm so you know i took a lot of time on that because i know that's a a common confusion this was not Samuel this was in fact a, a a spirit, a familiar spirit to a witch practicing witchcraft. Mm-hmm. It was not Samuel at all. Okay, good question. Thank you very much for the person uh, who emailed that in, Joe. And uh, it looks like we have about one minute left before we start hearing the music to bring about our first uh, first half to an end. And so we encourage you to pick up your phones and dial in your questions and we will be so happy to take your questions or you may email. And uh, so it looks like we're going to be taking a little bit of a break. We'll be right back after this.
5: Jesus was alone at Jacob's well. When a woman arrived, she came alone. Jesus asked her for a drink, but she was a Samaritan. Most Jews treated them shamefully. The Samaritans expected a poor reception. This woman had never met Jesus. Jesus, Yet Jesus told her things about herself she would have preferred to remain hidden. He offered a life change she never believed possible. How could this Jewish man treat her better than the people in her own town? How could he know the shame of her past, yet still offer hope and help? Jesus brought the future to her today. He was more interested in mercy than justice, and it was his kindness that led to another life turned in the best possible direction. When you think your list of offenses are too long and your personal efforts are too short, remember the story of the outcast woman who found mercy when she met Jesus. Joy FM, family-friendly radio.
0: Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit your questions online to joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for Straight from the Bible. Hello,
1: welcome back. We have returned to our program. We're very glad that you are still tuned in. And this is our program called Straight from the Bible. I'm Pastor Louis Moffness. With me is my daughter, Hannah. Hello. And we would like to encourage you to please pick up your phones and dial these numbers. Hannah, can you help them?
4: On Guam, you can call 472 and 323 in Saipan Tinian, or Rota. You can also text us 671-686-9999. Okay. You could also oh, email. Right. <laughs> email your question at Bible at JoyFMRadio.net.
1: Okay, and if you want to go to Facebook.com forward. I'm sorry, facebook.com forward slash Radio will be so glad to, t- to take your question if you would leave it on the live stream comment section. And we do have one, and I think we'll take that now. And uh, Joseph is asking, when was Satan cast out of heaven? Okay, when did that happen? Well, the, cl- the, 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 the most definite answer I can give was before this world was created.
2: Mm.
1: now what what's clear is that satan was cast out of heaven the first time and we'll we'll get to the second time in a bit um he was cast out of heaven the first time before uh the world was created we re- read about it in revelation chapter 12 um, um yes revelation chapter 12 where um michael and his angels fought against the dragon and they were cast out of heaven and um if we go to the book of Genesis chapter three, or actually Genesis chapter two, where God says, uh, the tree that is in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Mm-hmm. And so you find that in, in uh, Genesis chapter two. Uh, Genesis chapter three is when they did uh, meet the serpent. Obviously, this was uh, the devil. We see that in the book of Revelation 12, it calls the devil, the dragon, the serpent of old. Mm-hmm. So we see that even at at the very beginning when God, even before uh, sin entered into the world, the tree was already there, which tells us there were already was a great um, problem that was to be mm-hmm. uh, decided, a great controversy, if you will. So the, the existence of evil happened even before Adam and Eve sinned. Yeah. And it happened even before the beginning of the world. So when did when was Satan cast out of heaven? He was cast out before this world began. Mm-hmm. But, Genesis chapter three, Adam and Eve sinned. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the book of Job chapter one and two, we see that Satan goes into heaven and based on what he says, he claims to represent Earth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's uh, terrible if you think about it. Can you imagine your world, the, the universe's greatest enemy representing you? <laughs> it's
2: our awful. Our ambassador.
1: Yeah, our ambassador, our representative. It's terrible. And so that, that it was. So why is Satan in heaven representing mm. Earth? Well, who was supposed to represent Earth? Well, it must have been Adam, because in the book of Job, chapter one and two, it says that the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the book of Luke, chapter uh, two, I believe um, it's oh, no, it's Luke, chapter three. It says that Adam was the son of God. Mm hmm. Of course, he didn't have any other father besides God. <laughs> right. And so it's supposed to be Adam representing earth mm. in, in heaven. But because Adam obeyed Satan, mm-hmm. he gave Satan that authority over the mm-hmm. earth. Again, this is what Satan said to Jesus when he was tempting Jesus. He says, all these, ta- talking about the kingdoms of the world, all these things have been given to me. And mm-hmm. I will give it to whoever I wish. And... Um, that so he claims that it was given to him. Who gave it to him? It wasn't God Adam? It was Adam, and so he had to be cast out a second time. And I, um, according to according to, uh, yeah, in other words, Satan is not like in the Book of Job. He is not represent. He's not going up into heaven anymore, representing Earth anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, where do we find that? Let's take a look. I believe you will find in the Book of John. Okay, in the book of John, chapter 12, and let's read verse 31.
4: John, John 12, verse 31. Mm-hmm. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out.
1: Okay, so here Jesus is saying that the prince of this world. Now, again, when did Satan become a prince of this world?
2: Mm-hmm. It was when
1: Adam gave him his authority when and how is the prince of this world going to be cast out look at verse 32
4: and i if i am lifted up from the earth will draw all peoples to myself
1: what did jesus mean by being lifted up from the earth
4: when he was on the cross that's right
1: it it, it says there in verse 33 Mm -hmm. he said this signifying what death he should die so it's the cross of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, when Jesus gave his life on the cross, that casts Satan out of heaven for good. Mm-hmm. How, and if we go to the book of, ooh, I love the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation yeah, puts it even further. Let's go to the book of Revelation chapter 12. And no problem finding the book of Revelation way in the back of the holy scriptures. And here we see when satan was finally cast out in the book of revelation chapter 12 we look at verse 10 and 11.
4: okay then i heard a loud voice in heaven saying uh, say, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our god and the power of his christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our god day and night has been cast down and 11. yes And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death.
1: So it says that the accuser of our brethren, when Mm -hmm. was he accusing us? All that time he was up in heaven. He accused Job. He accused Peter. Day and night. Day and night. So he's accusing, accusing. He's up there because Adam gave him his spot. Mm -hmm. But then it says the accuser of our brethren will finally be cast Cast out. out. And then it says, "How do they overcome him by the blood but of the man. Lamb? there's Calvary again mm-hmm. and so it's because of what Jesus did on the cross that finally answered all of Satan's accusations and all of his lies mm-hmm. He was allowed back into heaven because you know let's let's face it, He overcame Adam and Eve mm-hmm. he he overcame them with deception and lies he He also overcame one third of the angels by telling them you know." God isn't fair. God isn't love. He doesn't care about us. All of that, all of that Jesus answered on the cross.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so the cross really does answer everything that Satan ever lied about. It shows us the truth about Satan. It shows us the truth about sin. And it, above all else, it shows us the truth about of what God is really like. Mm-hmm. He is love. Look what he did on the cross. Right. He He is righteous. Look at him on the cross, dying instead of sinning. And so there's a lot of things that Satan said, and Jesus on the cross answered everything. And so it was an 80... AD 31 when Satan was finally cast out for good there's mm-hmm. nobody wants Satan in heaven no, no angel in heaven has any more sympathy for the devil mm-hmm. if he ever came knocking again and saying you know I, I, I feel like I have something to no 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 we don't want to listen anymore after what you did in mm-hmm. AD 31 to Jesus on the cross nobody we all have deaf ears to you now and mm-hmm. so he is finally cast out
2: mm-hmm. I and say but,
1: praise God for what Jesus did
4: mm-hmm. and that's why now Jesus is the one who represents and us in heaven.
1: You know, God bless you mm-hmm. for bringing that up. We no longer have Satan representing us. Mm-hmm. I think we can just jump for joy at that one. It is mm-hmm. now Jesus who represents earth. Mm-hmm. Of all those people, of all the people who want to put their trust in Christ, mm-hmm. they have a new representative. Huh, mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, by the way, even in the Old Testament, Jesus still uh, stood up for, for um for those who are accused, he mm-hmm. when 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 Jesus said to Peter, Satan has asked for you, but I have prayed for you.
2: Mm-hmm. Isn't that
1: wonderful? Yeah. Um, in the book of Zechariah, when when Joshua the high priest at his right hand, Satan was was uh, accusing him. Um, he, God stands up for mm-hmm. Joshua and defends mm-hmm. him. Uh, when Satan says, hey, Job is only serving you because you know, of all the good things you give him, God stands up for him. Have mm-hmm. you considered my servant Job? He is blameless. Mm-hmm. And so on and on we see that even in the Old Testament, God was still defending against the accuser. But now even more so because the mm-hmm. lamb has shed his blood.
2: Right.
1: I can go on and on, but... <laughs> You know that I can, Hannah. But uh, that's that's how I would answer it. First, he was cast out before the world was created, and the second casting out was in 8031 when Jesus died on the cross.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Did you have anything to add to that?
4: No. <laughs> just that comment.
1: Okay, I'm wonderful. i he's the
4: one that atones for our sins.
1: Amen, amen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't accuse. He is a defender. Okay, so that was a good question. And uh, we we have just about... 15 minutes left in our program, please, please call in your questions right now. Uh, unless you're in the middle of driving, don't pick up your phone. Uh, go ahead and pull over. Ask get, the passenger seat. <laughs> get home. That's <laughs> yes, right. I
4: mean the person ask in the, the, passenger ask the passenger seat. Ask
1: your passengers to call. <laughs> but uh, please, if you can safely do so, pick up your phone and dial 472 472-1111. We want to have enough time to answer your questions. But if you're... Calling from the CNMI, Saipan, Tinian, and Rhoda, 323-1113, 323-1113, We are enjoying a wonderful Bible study. We would love to hear your question. Facebook.com forward slash FM Radio. Go to the live stream and leave your comment there, or your question there, rather. Okay, so thank you, Joe, for asking that question.
4: Oh, I have um, a question that someone asked me recently. Okay. All right, then. Um, And I'm... I'm repeating this question because there might be some people out there who are wondering the same question. They asked me, how do I get to heaven?
1: Now, that is the most basic and most important question that a person might ask <laughs> this side of eternity. How? It's probably can- the
4: most asked question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, how do I get to heaven? Mm-hmm. Well, there are a few people who are already there. Such as Enoch and Elijah, and some who were resurrected when Jesus was was resurrected. How do sinners get to heaven? Mm -hmm. The one thing that um, we must establish: you can't do it on your own. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We find this in the Book of Ephesians, chapter two, verse eight and nine. Would you like to read that for us, Hannah? Okay, Ephesians chapter two, verse eight Eight
4: and nine. nine. Mm -hmm. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that, not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast.
1: You can't pray enough. You can't light enough candles. You can't spend enough time on your knees. You can't give enough money to the poor to even take one step of merit towards saving yourself and getting to heaven. Um, You might as well try jumping to the moon. You don't have good enough shoes or leg muscles to do that. So... If we can't do it ourselves, then that verse that Hannah just read, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it is by grace through faith that you have been saved. So you and I can only rely on the grace of God. That's where we must put our trust. The grace of God was given to us through Jesus Christ
2: mm.
1: on the cross when he paid for your sins. That's the one work that you need to put your trust in. Can't trust any of your own works. Mm-hmm. Put your trust in what Jesus did for you. And that way, you don't have anything to boast. We read that in verse nine, or is it verse eight, where he says, "You know this, that so that no one can boast. No one's gonna be in heaven saying, well, I got here because I was so good.
2: Mm -hmm. but instead
1: we can say it's through the grace of God. I am here because Jesus was good to me.
4: Yeah. And he gave it as, gave it as a gift to us. It is a
1: gift. Mm -hmm. The only way that you can get to heaven is through the gift. And there's only one thing you can do with the gift. You can love the giver and accept it. That's Mm -hmm. it. You can say, thank you. You can say, Lord, this is a wonderful gift. And that is what salvation is all about. Now, um, I will say that, uh, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, putting your trust in him, putting your faith in him, because it says through grace, grace through faith. You need mm-hmm. to put your faith in Jesus. Right. Faith, if uh, if it is true faith, then it is going to change your life. Because in the book of James, it says, um, the devils believe and they tremble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So just saying that you believe or you say, I, I believe that Jesus existed. I believe that he um, that he walked this earth and that he died on the cross. Those are good, but it's not enough mm-hmm. because the devils know that and they yeah. believe that, mm-hmm. but they're not getting salvation. Mm-hmm. The trust that is needed is to trust your life into his hands. To yeah. trust God, to trust him enough to follow him and obey him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the book of John chapter uh, fourteen verse fifteen we read these words. Uh, would you like to read that for 14, us, Hannah? 14. John fourteen fifteen.
4: If you love me, keep my commandments.
1: And so, loving Jesus means to obey him. Mm-hmm. But the obedience doesn't save us, but it shows that we love him. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. If we go to the book of James again. Um, we read in the book of James chapter 2, verse 26.
4: For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also.
1: And so this is how you can show, this is how you can know whether or not you have salvation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're putting your faith in Jesus, and it starts to change your life. You start seeing a difference in what you do. Right. Um. Sin is put away. You see the fruit of repentance. Uh, perhaps you were, you were always angry and violent, but now you see the peace of God coming into your life. Uh, old habits and slavery to sin, you start seeing them broken because Jesus is putting his word in you and you trust in Jesus. And now you see that Jesus is giving you freedom. Mm-hmm. So these are the works that you can see that shows that your faith is true. Mm -hmm. Because you want to know whether or not you truly have the faith that saves. And I would like to put this in because the Bible says it. Let's go to the book of Mark 16. Because if we're talking about works, we're talking about things that we do. And this is something that uh, Jesus himself said will be seen if a person has salvation. Mark chapter 16, and it should be verse 16. Mark he, 16, 16. He
4: who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned.
1: Okay, so condemnation comes to simply people who don't believe. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that to those who believe, Jesus names two things. Right. For those who are saved, who is be- who he who believes and is, is
4: baptized.
2: baptized.
1: Once more, faith without works mm-hmm. is dead. And so a person who truly has faith in jesus one of the first things they will want to do is repent and turn away from sin but they will also desire baptism and and want to know more about that and so i encourage people to um, find a bible believing pastor and ask them about ask that person about baptism ask him you know what is baptism what does it mean what are the what are the truths of the scriptures that i need to know in order to be baptized but even before you are baptized you can have assurance that Jesus is saving you because you're putting your trust in Him mm-hmm. and you're simply accepting the gift. Right. Baptism just shows that you really mean it
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you're willing to go all the way with Jesus.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, um, I could make it long or I could make it shorter. Actually, it's already long. But <laughs> <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, verse uh, eight, uh, 18 and 19, you can take those, just simply that verse and know the way to eternal life, just by putting your faith in what Jesus did for you and not trusting in your own self, but but accepting the grace as a gift through faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? Good right. question. Now, Hannah, we do have a question that's actually kind of similar um, to, um, Well, you know what, let's take this question okay. uh, first because it came a little earlier, mm-hmm. okay? And now this is uh, from a person named Enoch. And Enoch is asking, um, he has a question about Adam's lineage. Where did Adam's son's wife come from? Mm. Uh, Were there other people from Adam's family that the Bible hasn't mentioned? If so, was it more of incest marriage? Mm -hmm. Good question. Let's go there. If we go to the book of um, Genesis chapter 4, we're going to read about Adam's son Cain. Okay? And, of course, Adam had other sons besides Cain, Abel, who died, and then there's Seth, who came after Abel. But in Genesis chapter 4, let's take a look at Cain's wife, okay? And if we go—oops, I'm not on chapter (laughs) 4. Okay, just got to turn the page just a little bit. Okay, if you go to the book of Genesis chapter 4, and it says— Uh, In verse 16 and 17. Could you please read those verses, Hannah?
4: Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife, and she uh, conceived and bore Enoch. And he built a city and named and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch.
1: Okay. So Cain had a wife. Mm. Wait a minute. We didn't even hear about any girls besides Eve up until this point. Where did he get his wife? And so some people ask, was there another race of humans or did Cain, you know, okay. First of all, we need to look at chapter five and we need, then we will see where all the ladies came from. Genesis chapter five, verse verse four.
4: After he begot Seth, the days of Adam were 800 years And he had sons and daughters.
1: So he had sons, yes. We know the names of three of them. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Cain, Abel, Seth. But not just sons. He had daughters. Mm. Okay, so there were females. There were ladies born to Adam. And so we come to the obvious realization that in order for Cain or Seth or any of Adam's sons to have wives, the only wives available were their own actual sisters.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so that's where Enoch's question comes from that he just asked, was this incest? Now, the word incest, strictly speaking, means to marry someone who is of your own family,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: brother to sister, you might say even cousin to cousin, I suppose. Um, But we look at incest as a wrong thing. And we might ask the question, why is incest wrong? Um, well, there may be a number of reasons, but God did mention something about this in the book of, I believe it's in the book of Exodus. So let's go, uh, to, see the book of Exodus, I believe. Uh, no, it's not Exodus. It's uh, Leviticus. And so let's go to the book of Leviticus chapter 18, verse six.
4: None of you shall approach anyone who is near of kin to him to uncover his nakedness. I am the Lord.
1: Okay, so uh, when it says approach to a person who is of near kinship, Mm -hmm. the word approach there means to have sexual relations or marriages. Mm. And so before this, before Moses uh, gave this commandment from God, um, it, it happened because the the human race needed to be fruitful and multiply. Right. Um, Abraham married his half-sister. Mm. Um, you, um, Jacob, I'm trying to search my mind for his name, Jacob married a per, uh, a lady who was his cousin. But this happened before Moses, and when God saw that the human race had come to a point where they were biologically degenerated he says mm. stop because mm. now it's now it's wrong mm. and i I trust god in this i trust god in this yeah. because it's actually quite observable that when people of near of kin marry their children seem to have ish, uh, f- uh, biological physiological issues mm.
2: um
1: sometimes it's mental sometimes it's a little more observable like physical features uh, uh Recessive genes mm. show traits. Yeah. And so I believe that God knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so at the time of Moses, it was wrong. Before that, God allowed it to happen because the human race needed to grow. Yeah. Okay? So that's a good question. That's a very good question, Enoch. Uh, so would you, w- would you call it incest if you want? But it wasn't wrong before Moses right. gave the commandment in Leviticus mm-hmm. chapter 18.
4: So that was the only way the world would multiply.
1: There was no other way, really. Okay. <laughs> Adam and Eve. I mean, if you think about it, Eve came out of Adam's rib. That's pretty close. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> okay. And so that's the, that's, that's the answer as the Bible gives it. Okay. Here comes another question. And it looks like we have a, a question from someone named Amani. Okay. Now Amani's asking, when Adam and Eve ate the fruit from the forbidden tree, they sinned. So when God flooded the earth to wash away all the people that sinned, then why didn't we learn our lesson then and stop sinning? Boy, that's a good question. That is a good (laughs)
2: question.
1: You know, Adam and Eve sinned, they they were evicted from the garden. Um, Noah built an ark because all the world had sinned. Why didn't they learn? Mm. Oh, if only we would learn. That's a good question. That's a good question we need to ask ourselves.
4: I'm sure God was hoping that as well.
1: You know, sometimes it's not really about learning a lesson because learning a lesson, it can work for a while. You know, some people say, oh, I'll never never do that again. I learned my lesson. And guess what? They do it again. Mm -hmm. Sometimes learning a lesson is just intellectual, but we need something more than just an intellectual thing. We need conversion. We need Mm. a new heart. That's something that God does promise and so, on Amani, my answer is, learning a lesson is good, but if receiving a new heart from God is is really where the secret lies. That is where it really works, if God changes the heart. If we ask for it, we'll we'll, we'll receive it. Thank you very much for all those of you who called or, or sent in your question. We are so glad to have been studying the Bible with you. And we would like to invite you to tune in again next Monday for another time of Straight from the Bible. This is Pastor Lewis Moffness And Hannah Moffness Saying good night. Good night. God bless.
0: Thank you for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash radio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.